Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. There is a Gorgon inside the box, and we want to figure out what it is doing. Unfortunately, we will turn to stone if we see her face, and she might try to make us look. Join Becca playing Vector, Jorin playing Nila, Monica playing Maxine and Tillman as the Game Master in Think Before Asking, an Eclipse Face scenario written by Anders Sandberg. Please follow Twin Cities by Night on social media and consider supporting us on Patreon. Enjoy. We left off in a tense situation. Our group of sentinels had just dismantled the nails in the cross of the chapel on Fallen Jot and therefore released a little girl with a cloth mask covering her face from the cross. With the hands and feet being punctured, this little girl then curled up into a ball and winced in pain. In a tense moment, Nila proceeded to point her gun at the girl, probably trying to release some frustration with the whole scenery here. Maxine stopped her. They turned around, realizing that they probably can't do much anymore here, and were faced with another little girl floating in from the corridor, connecting the chapel to the main dome. And this girl said, Ah, visitors, lovely. You should pray with me. But why did you free Toshiro? He is a sinner. He needed cleansing. And this is where we jump back in. The little girl in front of you coming in from the corridor is pushing herself off one of the ledges along the wall and slowly floating toward you. You see it has a a big grin on its face, maniacal wide eyes, blonde hair in a messy bun. You're pretty sure this was the girl that used the flail on another one. You're starting to somewhat be able to tell them apart, though it's still hard. They almost all look the same in simple robes or white overalls, really. They look to be made of linen, very few features. All of them have blonde hair and very similar features, really. Where do you think would you all be in the room right now? Who is closest to the entrance? Who is closest to the cross still, which is rather at the back? Nila and probably Maxine as well, as she stopped her, are slightly closer to the cross, but not at the bottom of the cross. Yeah, I agree. Maxine generally would kind of use Nila as a shield. So she would not be very eager to be the first one to leave the scene, uh, but she also would not be too close to Toshiro. So I would say she's right by Nila, but keeping her eye on Vector. Vector would be probably the one between, so if it goes to the cross, Nila and Max, Vector, and then the entrance of the room is kind of how I see that. So Nila and Maxine... You hear a commotion coming from behind you again, where you left the girl that hung on the cross. You hear, well, a painful wince as the girl fights to get the cloth mask off of its face. It looks into the room, mouth gaping open, confused look on its face for a second. Who are you? And then there, 
facial expression changes really quickly and the girl starts talking really fast oh you're you're from naos right you came in you, you came very, very good you gotta help me you gotta help me uh, julius put me on the cross you gotta do something don't let him get to me and she points with one of her bloody hands to to the other girl floating in is the other girl floating in like going straight for the girl that was just off the cross I would say you are in its way or her way. Okay. I think Maxine's initial reaction, like her gut reaction, is to protect. So she would see this child that's been crucified. And since she doesn't exactly know what they have done to warrant such treatment, and now she sees that the attacker's in the room her instinct is definitely going to be to place herself, her body between the cross and the girl that has come in, but also not touch the crucified child and just very gently ask, why did they do this to you? What have you done? Julius, he snapped. It's, oh, I've done something so horrible. What was it? What was it that you did? You need to tell us. My, my work is, I, I work in the, in the field of, don't, don't you know? Now sent you, you should know. And then uh, she reaches out with her bloody hand, clings to your vacuum suit and will messes it up a little bit. We should, we should all be dead, but we aren't something, something went wrong. We need to, we need to get to Igor. He should be able to help you. And then you then you need to destroy the station. Okay, Luke. Yes, we are here to help you. Where can we find Igor? Also, why don't you tell us what you did just to confirm that you are who we think you are? I'd say at this point, the girl from the entry reaches you, Vector. And she says, Oh, you won't get nothing but lies from this one. He's naughty. He's wicked. And the girl reaches out with one of her hands and like grabs your hair really weirdly and like tries to yank you around to approach the other girl and the other two. Oh, I do not like that. I will attempt to hold my ground as much as I can while I'm floating in space. So if she like tries to pull me, like I'll actually just try to break her with me and try to restrain her. Give me a melee check. Oh, boy. Oh, great. I don't think you have it. If it's zero, I would just go off the whatever my aptitude for that one would be. Yeah, you you would go with your somatics. You would have to roll under Oof. 15. Oof. If you don't want to restrain her, you could go with Frey to like dodge or like gotcha. yank yourself free. Of that actually makes more sense. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to dodge out of the way instead. Okay. And I think you succeed. You notice her reaching out and you're like, oh no. And she only gets like a faint grab on your hair, but you basically move away, push herself off of the girl, in fact. So now the girl is kind of floating towards the ground of this room. You are kind of floating the other direction towards one of the walls upwards. But yeah, you evaded. Oh, what you what did you do that for? We need to get him back on the cross. And 
the girl with the bloody hands. Let's just go with names now so I don't get super confused. Uh, the girl with the bloody hands is Toshiro. The other one is called Julius. And Toshiro yanks on your suit again, Maxine, and says, Okay, okay, I'm, I'm an AI researcher for Naos. I've been, been working with them since the fall. You should know this. Julius over there is our chief security consultant. He, he's not right in the head. I don't know him like this. Can, can you get me to the medical bay and away from him, please? Okay, we're going to help you. But first, as my companion here has stated, you need to confirm what it was that you did to end up on that cross. I worked on Project Wolffather. The details are highly classified. If you don't know yet, I can't tell you. Max is going to shift her gaze to look at Neela with a very neutral facial expression. And over their secure connection, she's going to ask if that rings a bell to her since she has the military experience here. Does it ring a bell to me? I, I don't particularly know. I don't think I really know this organization all that well. Actually, roll me your no military science. That's a 73 out of 95. So Naos is a software company based on Luna, Earth's moon. They are on good graces with direct action, which is basically a privatized military company. Direct action is, in fact, well, the military of the planetary consortium. It's not the biggest military in the solar system, but it is up there. Uh, Naos works, of course, in security software, in defensive measures, but also in offensive measures as well. In the recent years, they have kind of dropped in relevance. They fell behind. Some other companies took their spot and they just, you know, kept going, but not really pushing out anything new. You're not familiar with Project Wolffather, but you can guess that it's one of the company's projects currently ongoing. A couple of things, of course, stand out. First, what the fuck are these people doing here? Second, what does anything have to do with Christianity? I'll at least relay the information about Naos to Maxine and also Vector, so that we all know from which company we supposedly are now, just as a little bit of a granted cover, granted royally by our hosts. And then she'll turn to, to Shiro and say, okay, here's the deal. We're here to help. You tell us where Igor, Igor is and we'll get you medical help. Yeah, good. Get me out of here. I can't hold on to any of these rungs. And she shows you her punctured hands again. I'll grab her her uh, tunic or I'll grab her around the waist and then push myself off directly towards the door. Yeah, you can do so. Julius is kind of startled. Hey, where are you going? I ignore Julius for now. <laughs> Great. And the other two? I see Neela starting to leave the area and... I'm like, great. Like in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, let's just get out of here. This is ugh, too much. And I'll start heading out as well. 
Maxine is very close, closely behind Neela in exiting. Uh, she feels the, the hair on the back of her neck sort of bristle when uh, she hears Julius call out to them because right now she feels that Julius is a threat. So that makes her a little antsy and she walks a little bit more firm and a little bit quicker to close as much distance between herself and Neela as possible. She sees her as a safety net. So Julius makes an attempt to follow, but uh, lacking the like physical strength can't push herself as fast as you do off these rungs and basically gives up at a point and yells after you angrily and maniacally about suffering and purgatory and you're all sinners and then returns into the chapel. Can we close the chapel behind us so that Julius can stay there? You can try. I mean, there is a door, but usually it can be easily opened. Yeah, I was thinking more like, can we block like not physically block the door but like I, I in my mind they work on sensors or something and just disrupt the input from those sensors maybe factor would you be able to do that i can sure give it a try yeah give me an infosec role the idea that i have right now is that you give the system like a false alarm of a pressure leak or something so it seals off this module and then Julius can't get out anymore. So 11 out of 80. Oh, that's a crit success. Yeah. He's not getting out anytime soon. You are in the hallway behind you. The door closes with like an alarm sound and there's a red light now on the outside where you can see it warning you that on the other side, there's apparently no, no atmosphere and you shouldn't go there. You can't oh, hear that... the screams from Julius anymore. The door seals pretty well. Okay, that should buy us a buy us some time. I don't know how good that person is. All right, so where are we headed to? Please get me to the medical bay. Please give me the information that I asked for. Okay, please be more specific. What do you need to know? Well, you talked about needing Igor, right? So we'll yes, yes, Igor, Igor Pustilnik, doctor. He's our computer science communications, and civil space specialist. Okay. Good to know. He, I, I think he's locked himself into his room. Where is his room? He, he, in, in, the, well, in the living quarters, he points into a direction from the main hub that you're in now to one of the corridors you haven't gone through, and he gives you a room number, like, I don't know, 14. Now, was that so hard? Okay, we'll get you to medical and then we'll be on our way, okay? Okay, don't go to engineering. What's with engineering? Just don't go there. We need to destroy it. I want to know what I destroy before I destroy it. What's in engineering? You shouldn't be asking so many questions. Well, this situation shouldn't be as messed up as it is. Yeah, we should all be dead. So since we're not all dead, what the hell happened? I, in your uh, arms, Neela, I think you carry her. She like curls up again a little bit. I, I call it the Gorgon in a box problem. See, transhumanity was almost wiped out, but we, we face so many dangers right now. We need a 
a safe way to get artificial superintelligence. So we, we used nested symbol spaces to experiment on it. We bottled it up and we never showed it the real world, but we, we never asked it the ultimate question and it, it figured it out. And, and it put the, the report into, into my mind. It's horrible. And then Julius snapped and I haven't seen Igor and I haven't seen uh, Kay Hellebor. Have you seen her or him? I don't know. No, we haven't seen Kay. Although Vector does kind of start to think about it a little bit. And in our little chat go, maybe the person in space, question mark, question mark, question mark. Nita will answer. Yeah, probably. Let's get this one to medical and maybe extract the information. If this whole thing, this answer makes them go this loopy, I don't want to know the answer, but I'm sure Firewall will be interested in it. Oh, yes. I'm very glad that I didn't just go into that simul space now. All right, let's head to medical. You move along another corridor connecting the subdomes leaving the uh, hydroponic garden again and entering the medical bay. It appears to be well-equipped, but completely empty of people. You see there are like 20 morph storage tanks, many of which still have a little girl neotenic morphs in them. Of course, there's also a, a fabricator for medical items. There is a, a doctor bot, an ego bridge to upload egos into morphs from the storage tank, and so on and so on. Would Max have the required medical training, let's say, to just do enough healing on this kid to at least make sure that they're stable and not going to bleed out from the wounds on the hands and feet, etc. I would say so. Give me a role in your medicine pharmacology just to see how far you can help her. 17. All right. You fabricate some healing spray, I would say, which speeds up healing. You can see that the wounds stop bleeding profusely and seal up a little bit. Now, you can make a decision to give to Shiro one of your comforts. It's a, I believe it's served as a bandage that injects a drug and it would relieve him of some of his stress that he has taken. Mm, that's a tough call. Because now that we're getting down to the wire, Max's instinct is to kind of hoard supplies for the team. Yeah, I think she's going to pass on that. She's going to make sure that the kid's not bleeding out. But at this point, since Max isn't particularly trustful of anything going on around her, she doesn't trust that this kid is the good kid versus the other one. So she's not going to go into any additional steps to give him any sort of comfort. Okay, so you basically stop the bleeding for now. He could give the doctor what uh, orders for surgery, but if you suggest that, uh, Toshira will actually protest like, no, no, 
It's good for now. We need to act quickly. We need to find Igor now. Max is going to look at Vector and Neela after she's made sure that there's no more bleeding going on and saying, the kid's stable for now, but we really need to get a move on. Okay. Do you want to join us or are you going to stay here? No, uh, I want to come along. It's it's not safe here, so I don't know. I don't want to be by myself and I, uh, I'm not going to be of any help to you, but maybe I can warn you. That's okay for now. But if you become a liability, I will leave you behind. And internally, she's just going to scream, why, why do they have to be little girls? Why? Okay, lead the way. Okay, okay. He pushes himself away from, well, I guess one of the padded areas where you had strapped him while you were working on him, Maxine, and back into the corridor out of the medical bay. Igor is, he he was always kind of, well, reclusive, a bit difficult. I don't think he really believed in big transhumanity communities. He was kind of skeptical of them and maybe has a point with with us splitting up so much. But maybe he can help us now. His understanding of the technology here is much better than mine. I just do the the software side and the experiments. He moved to another corridor into, well, another of those connecting domes. You find that this corridor is much larger. It's extending into the dome. It's very narrow still. And you end up in like a tunnel that goes upward. Around you are many, many doors. This circular module seems to be subdivided into like cake pieces and all the cake pieces are individual rooms but they're also stacked on top of one another there's maybe like 20 rooms toshiro approaches the one with the number 14 is that the same room where we saw the morph that was in private mode before you would say so it's a bit hard to say offhand but it seems very likely well Toshiro isn't going to try to open the door. Vector will make her way there and start off with a knock first. Yeah, he just floats there. His hands are still pretty messed up. He just yelled out, Igor! Igor, open the door! Igor Julius is not here. Help came from Naos. And you don't get an answer yet. You knock on the door. Nothing happens. But as you wait and Toshiro keeps on, you know, yelling. Your attention is drawn to a nameplate on the side of the door, and it says Bospolsky. Who of you researched the inhabitants of Fornjot, the Covenant, Nila? That name would have come up. It is pretty much their spokesperson. Ah, okay. She'll turn to Toshiro and say, are you sure this is the right door. Yeah, of course. He always used that room. It had some of the nicest furniture, I guess. He felt it was important. Okay, internally, Neela, or over the internal connection with Vector and Max, she's gonna say, these guys clearly took over this station because that room should belong to the spokesperson of this whole place. So there should not be an Igor in there. Further looking around, all the doors have 
nameplates, and none of them are familiar to you. There are a little chat again. I wonder how long they've been here. Yeah, but something tells me that that is not a good question to just ask if we want to keep up being from Naos. Oh, absolutely. Is there like a way to override this door? I'm assuming it's locked. Probably. I think you could either hack it or dismantle the locking mechanism with your covert operations tool, whichever you prefer. Well, now that Toshiro can actually see, I would rather try the hacking first. And then if need to, then using the multi-tool. All right. So give me another infosec roll. All right, 47 out of 80. Looking around on the mesh for the doorways, you find, yeah, it's actually really quite easy because the mesh is so fucked up and you have access to so many things. It's really just a matter of looking for the right control. You find it eventually, and yeah, you can override it. The door gives a mechanical click, and you're pretty sure you could now open it. Neela will be the first one to step through that door, or at least open the door and see what's inside. As you open it, you are immediately hit by like an intense putrid smell. The doorway swings inwards, and before you, you see... A little girl with hair entangled and uh, clothes messed up, floating in midair with droplets of vomit all around her and on her clothes. One of her sleeves is rolled up and you see like several of these bandages that inject drugs, like the comfort drug I mentioned in the medical bay. Also around you see like several... Zero-G squeezy bottles with what you are pretty sure was alcohol. Give me a willpower roll for this scene. Is that everybody? Yes. All right, so it sounds like I'm the only one who passed. Uh, So, Neela and Maxine, you did not pass, so please roll me uh, 1d6 for all the horrible things happening to little girls or what they do to themselves and that stress that you take. That's three, so I'm still not over my threshold. Four for me. All right, you don't like it, but it's not traumatic to you. However, Toshiro kind of freezes in place and is just staring wide-eyed in into this room, not really comprehending apparently what happened to his colleague, the last one who he could maybe trust since Julius is so completely insane. What do you do? I think Neela would close the door again just to say, well, we saw enough of that. Wait, don't you want to at least check to see if Igor is still alive? Yeah, Max is going to cover her nose to um, avoid the smell and she's dry heaving a little bit. But when Neela goes to close the door, she kind of puts her foot in the way so she can't fully close it and she's gonna nod when Vector's looking at her and saying this she's gonna say we need to go in we need to make sure that she's all right we can't just leave people behind like this all right be my guest I'll just stay here for a bit since Max is the one with the medical training she's gonna take a deep breath you know looking away from the door She's going to hold her breath and she's going to walk in to approach the floating body 
and see if she can find a radial pulse. Yeah, I would say so. That is in your basic training, even like trying to avoid the vomit. You find a pulse. You cannot get any reaction from this girl whatsoever, but she seems to be alive still. She's breathing, even though it's kind of slow. Yeah, I would say that is what you get immediately. Also, you probably have like ideas in your head about, you know, alcohol and drug abuse and dehydration, probably being a psychosurgeon. You uh, probably also think of, you know, suicide attempt. You're not really sure what these patches deliver, what kind of drug they deliver. But yeah, maybe it's, you know, some kind of painkiller combined with lots of alcohol and lots of or lots of that painkiller at the same time to like fall asleep and never wake up again. Max is going to turn to Vector and Neela and she's going to take a step outside again just so she can take another deep breath away from the stench and she's going to update them say she's alive pulse is thready. I don't exactly know what medication she was taking but Looking by the amount of alcohol consumed and the vomitus, I would assume that uh, this was an attempt on her life. She's still with us for now, but I don't know for how long. She's completely unresponsive, and uh, I don't know if she's going to make it. There's other bodies in the medical morphs that are blank at the moment. Would we be able to transport Igor into a different one? Yeah, quite likely. You could use the ego bridge there to first read out the content of his cortical stack and then exchange the morph to, well, a new one and upload him again. Until he's stable, it probably takes a little bit. Max is going to kind of think on it for a second, kind of weighing out her options. She's a little weary of going into a psychosurgery at a time like this. Not that she doesn't think that she can save the ego and just put it into a new sleeve, but it's a time-consuming thing. And at least for her, it puts her in a, in a vulnerable position where somebody could just come up behind an attack. So using their private connection, she's going to message Neela and say, there were bodies in the medical wing that I could use sleeves that I could shift the stack into hopefully to bring her back. So maybe we can get some information out of her. I'm thinking about the body that we saw when we first landed since Toshiro saying that, you know, they were unsuccessful with their mission to end it all. I'm thinking maybe these, these egos are trying to end things manually speaking. I can replace this, the, the stack into a new suit but it would take a little bit of time given the condition that the ego is in right now. It's not going to be a once and done deal that, you know, she's just going to pop out of this. So it's going to require time. Do you think it's worth pursuing for possible investigation or should we call her a lost cause and move on? I think we at least want to know what kind of information they have. If not us, then maybe Firewall will find a use for it. Especially because 
something happened here that wiped out everybody that was here before. How long is it's going to take a while? Because if we can just remove the stack itself and save that, or maybe just save the ego and move on, then at least we have something. We don't have, we likely don't have hours here. Yeah, would probably take a few hours to re-sleeve him. Or, um, I mean, actually sleeving him is fairly quick, but until he's like stable and accustomed to his new body, you would say it probably takes a while because he was in a pretty miserable state to begin with. From experience, Maxine, you know, people who have, well, died or try to kill themselves and then are being re-sleeved. They're usually very traumatized and need some, well, psychosurgical attention first. Max is going to respond. The re-sleeving isn't the problem. I can do that with, you know, precision and speed. The problem is the acclimation process to the new body. Egos that die with trauma murder, suicide, that sort of thing, they have a period of sickness where they have to essentially reacclimate to the new sleeve. The the mind is confused as to why it's not dead, why it's in a new body. That's going to take hours that I just don't think we have at the moment. We could take the stack with us, assuming we get out of this place in one piece and provide it to Firewall so they can extract whatever information they want from it. But if we want to get information from this kid now, either I'm going to have to find somewhere in this campment where I can read the information on the stack and hopefully get some information out of what the last moments were of this ego's life, you know, before they decided to do this, or we're going to have to take it with us and just go blindly with it and hope that at a later time, if we make it out of here, we can read it. I agree with you. I think we don't have time to do a whole re-sleeve and a a whole um, aftercare package, basically. But I am I'm planning on going out here alive and in one piece. So taking the stack might not be such a bad idea. However, is Toshiro going to let us just do that? That's not a question. Well, Toshiro doesn't have, presumably, the medical knowledge that I do. I could just go in, reassess the body, say that Igor's a lost cause. If you give me a knife, I'll go in and uh, take the stack out. There is alcohol in there, so I can make sure the stack is clean, my hands are clean, so there would be no evidence that the stack was removed. Um, And as long as Toshiro thinks that Igor is gone and we're in a time crunch, maybe this will be more motivation for them to tell us more of what's going on. But uh, if if you guys are with me and we can kind of BS our way out of this, I think that's the only chance we got. A knife, some alcohol, a stack in our pockets, and keep on moving. Let's do it. Sounds like a great plan. The complex setting of Eclipse Face can be overwhelming if you're new to it. But we feel that it's worth it. Check out our podcasts for the games Better on the Inside, Grinder, and Body Count if you're an aspiring EP Game Master.